Can you say something there? Testing one, two, microphone okay, check. You're good. You're good. Microphone check. <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> That's one of my passions, rapping. <laughs> and that should be the next podcast. <laughs> Rick's rapping career. It's on the making. Hello and welcome to our third podcast here at Animate. I am your host, Larry Vasquez. Joining me again is Rick Arroyo, and we have actually two guests with us today. We've got David Hubert, part of our games and uh, animations division there. And we have one of our new instructors, Jonah Austin, who will be joining us as well. Uh, I apologize for my voice here. I'm a little bit under the weather, but uh, the show must go on. So here we are. <laughs> and uh, I'd like to welcome you guys here, uh, Rick. Yeah, guys, you know, I'm... Uh... You know, we had an inside joke how many times I'm going to be saying fantastic during the podcast. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, I'm really happy to do this. And, um, you know, rigging is such is such a uh, like an awesome topic. It's really important for animators and riggers or technical artists and character artists. And it's something I find that hasn't been shared enough um, throughout the community. Just finding out uh, and sharing this information, what makes... Uh, you know, uh, an artist valuable, you know, is learning these things. So let's, uh, you know, we should ask the first question. Like, uh, you know, you're really you know, diving directly in the subject there. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't even yeah. introduce ourselves yet. We've got David up in uh, oh, yeah, Canada true. here as well. He's um, just recently left DreamWorks to go up to Canada, his home. Uh, and notice I said his last name correct. It's Hubert, not Hubert. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, actually, uh, uh, I've been uh, with IMAID for almost like two, three years now. I've been uh, an instructor uh, for two years. I've been working at uh, DreamWorks for the past four years. And now I made the switch back home in Montreal. And I'm in the video game industry right now. Um, and I, I'm working at ADOS Montreal. I have the animation and cinematic uh, director position for a new AAA and unannounced project, but it's a pretty exciting time right now. We're going to definitely get David in probably closer to the release of the game here. It's off quite a ways, but we'll definitely get him in here. It's supposed to be pretty neat. He has yeah, well, you guys, as soon as I'll be able to to talk about it, uh, you, you, you'll be the first to, to know for sure. Fantastic. And so we also have Jonah uh, Austin joining us. He's now um, our workshops one for our rigging division here at iAnimate, and he'll be heading that up this January, starting out here. And we are very thankful to have him with joining us here. Hi guys, how are you? Very well, thank you. Good to be with you. Now, um, one of the things that I think has made you know, kind of talking with David and Rick here about our rigging division is this isn't just something that we've kind of tacked on to iAnimate. This is something that has some background specifically for animators. And looking at your bio, Jonah, I noticed there that you also have an animation background. Can you talk to us a little about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, originally, when I got into CG, I had always, I always thought I was going to be an animator. And then um, when I started, I actually was taking classes at Gnome in Hollywood. And... Um, I enrolled in the rigging class because I wanted a strong rigging background if I was going to animate. Because certainly, if we're using rigs all the time to animate, we should know kind of how they work. So I was in my rigging class, and I I showed an aptitude, I guess, for rigging, you could say. So, um, And I was actually hired at Imageworks right out of class. So wow. rather than kind of waiting around to see if I could become an animator, I kind of just went for it because... But also, it was very interesting, obviously, material. It's really cool stuff. And to be able to rig at uh, Imageworks was real, a real honor. It was pretty cool. Now, what is it that um, in rigging that has kind of made you draw more to that side? What is it, some of the aspects of it that you, I guess, would enjoy most about rigging? Um, well, you know, I, I, ha I have an art school background. But um, a part of, you know, part of... Art has always been kind of figuring out creative solutions to interesting problems, and certainly rigging is exactly that. It's a uh, every new every rig you're going to work on, or every kind of solution you kind of have to be creative, and then you got to weld that with some technical skills, which you know it's great to have also. Right, right. Left brain, right brain, kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> now. Yeah. 
I was talking before with uh, David and Rick, and I was also watching some of our uh, lectures from Daniel Belair, who's our Workshops 2 rigging instructor. And then we have T. Wilson, who's going to be our Workshops 3. And I was watching one of his guests one. And I noticed in both of them, and as well as talking with David and Rick earlier, this phrase instead of just calling a rigger, been calling more of a technical artist. And I really like that because one of the things that I've seen from a lot of guys who are on that rigging aspect is that it is very technical, obviously, but like yourself, you guys also have a very different side, whether it be animation or organic modeling or something along that lines. And so I really like that term, uh, technical artist. Yeah, absolutely. You got to use, they are very tech. Some of the, uh, of course, some of the, uh, riggers tools are super technical but in the end it's your it's your rig that's being viewed on screen it's your it's your deformations and certainly i think you know in the deformations is where a real strong artistic background you know either in figure drawing zoological drawing anatomy all that kind of fine art really comes into play there and and at the same time i i really think it's important to 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 mention that you know how uh, valuable it is for animators in general to have some good technical, you know, knowledge and even some knowledge in rigging as well. Um, me and Rick uh, all, both came from Montreal and we studied pretty much and we came out of school uh, at the end of the 90s. Uh, and, you know, back then most of the companies, especially in Montreal, were, you know, small to medium companies. So you get on there. Uh, and you pretty much had to do your own rig and set up your own camera and do your own layout. And you pretty much we've been forced to learn all this stuff uh, on the spot. But then you kind of kind of realize how it makes yourself much more valuable for a company to have all this knowledge. And, you know, it, it really makes a difference uh, between being a good artist and being a good artist that really understand all the technical sides of what is underneath animation itself, which is the rig and so on, being able to fix your own problem and being able to fix other people's problem as well. And a lot of time that that might make the difference at the end of a project of who the company will decide to to keep on their team to work maybe on pre-production of another um, uh, of another feature or another you know project, uh, someone that has all this knowledge. Yeah, so fix um, yeah. I'm sorry, ahead. Dave. I was going to say that uh, what Dave was saying, you know, uh, Having all this knowledge is really valuable. I, um, even when I, you know, uh, I look to hire. Often I ask um, animators, do they have experience rigging or, you know, with, uh, you know, effects or, you know, setting things up, uh, you know, in a scene. Um, I think it's 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 really important to have that type of tool um, when you come to a new company, especially with medium to small companies, because it gives. Um, the directors and and the leads the flexibility to to move you around to different different projects at different times uh, during the pipeline. Other directors that I talk to, that's a big question that we have when you're at medium sized companies. Like, does does your guy know how to to rig, or is he is he just artistical, or is he you know is he really smart and able to communicate yeah. in, uh, technically? And, you know, although uh, we're always super happy when you have uh, at uh, IMATE students that call us or send us an email and uh, to tell us, uh, and this is something that happened again yesterday, I have an ex-student that sent me an email and said, hey, I just got this new job at Sony, I'm super grateful about anything. And, you know, we're super happy to have those students to land in big companies. But the reality for most, you know, graduate and, and, and students is that their first job might be in one of those smaller to medium company. And this is where it really makes a difference in during an interview. Uh, if they value you as a good artist or a good artist with uh, a lot of technical background as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, that's um, how, really how, important. How do you think your animation has uh, helped your, your rigging aspect, Jonah? Um, well, certainly, you know, it's if you are on only one side or the other, if you're only a kind of a rigger, if you're only an animator, sometimes if the communication to the other side isn't great, you don't have, um, you don't really, maybe an animator has a certain need or a style of animating and, and the rig needs to be tweaked to accommodate that. Um, sometimes a rigger can kind of be in his own world and not really talk to the animators, but certainly, um, you know, knowing how a rig needs to work, to work for a shot, to be able to create a performance, um, you know, has definitely opened my eyes when I'm creating rigs now, um, it's, it's great to be able to see it from both sides. 
And yeah, and, and, and Jonah is totally right. I think animation, some kind of animation experience might make a difference for uh, for for rigor. And I think at some point it kind of makes a difference between creating that, uh, the difference between what is cool and what is really needed in a, in a rig. <laughs> and, you know, I've been in a lot of production. I won't name any company or any production, <laughs> but, you know, that you end up with a rig that is able to do, you know, 300 different things, but none of them are really needed. And the one or two things that you actually do need are very complicated to achieve <laughs> yeah. that. And again, it comes back to what Jonah was speaking about, you know, having good communication with Rigger. So a Rigger that has animation experience is able to, you know, have a good communication with animators. And the other uh, other side is true as well, that, you know, an animator with rigging background or technical skills uh, would have will be much uh, it'll be much easier for him to talk with riggers to kind of be on the same speak the same language mm -hmm. pretty much yeah so what what are some of the projects that you've worked on Jonah um, well let's see when I first got hired I was on Open Season at ImageWorks then from there Sony trained me in their um, character facial system and so I went through um, several months of training at uh, ImageWorks to this is in rigging. On, yeah, to go on to rig bases on Beowulf. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so kind of, their facial rigging system is kind of, um, I'd say, probably the most complex rig I've ever seen in production. Um, and, you know, we can all debate what the results were from that. <laughs> but, you know, certainly it was a very intense period of training, and, you know, I'm thankful for that. All the skills I learned on Beowulf um, I was I used when I went on to uh, be a lead rigger on the Curious Case of Benjamin Button, which obviously worked out a lot better. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's very good. So to to and that I switched to digital domain for that show. Um, so then I went on. I was two years on Buttons before I went on to uh, Tron Legacy, where I started some of the early dev on the face rig for. Jeff Bridges. Um, then I, you know, I rigged about seventy assets for that show, um, and then I switched to the animation team, the facial animation team during that show. And so I've been animating pretty much full time since then. Um, I was an animator on Real Steel, and then for the last year I've been at MPC uh, LA working on commercial projects. Very cool. As a lead animator. Uh -huh. I can say that your resume uh, sounds uh, a little better than the rigging instructor I had 14 years ago. I just <laughs> to put it out there. <laughs> That's a little more impressive. <laughs> and like I said before, one of the things I love about it is that was kind of my point in pointing out that that term technical artist is because so much of what you do, even though it is technical, it is an art. And that's what I love the fact that we're getting guys like yourself who are going to teach rigging from a artist perspective, you have an animation background. That's, you know, when we're called I animate, that's where, <laughs> where we concentrate on. But the fact that we're having these rigging workshops is to be able to help students become a little bit more versatile as they go out into the real world, you know, the workforce there and to be able to be more versatile in there. And I love that we're able to get someone like you who has that background in both arenas to be able to teach that. Yeah, uh, you know, certainly those skills come in handy. You know, there's times where I'm fit. You know, I'll even finish an animation shot um, with clusters or other deformers just to fix the profiles and the silhouettes and the shapes just the way I want them, you know. So it's given me the tools to actually kind of add another layer on to the rig if I need if I need it while I'm working on a shot. Um, and, you know, all of those tools come together to and, you know, ultimately it's for the final image, right? It's for the final pose. It's right. for, the, you know, the look of it. So yeah. having all those work together only helps in the right. end product. I always felt that sometimes when you have to fix an animation or to, you have to create or fix a rig or something, uh, a lot of time the, 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 the mental or the thinking process is pretty similar. It just com comes down to having a creative decision. Uh, of how you're going to solve this or solve this. Either it's how you want to fix your body mechanic or how you're going to create this tool uh, for this feature. So, so, you know, uh, even if the end result is really different between an animated shot and a rig, um, 
you know an, a lot of the same mental process, process. the same and actually you know it's a little bit like someone that would be, do like a snowboard on winter and skateboard during the summer well they're both kind of adding something to each other so your animation skill would obviously make you a better rigger and having better rigging skill would make might make you a, a better animator as well because if you can very uh, effectively and um, um, uh, solve your problems it makes you more effective it makes you faster it can make you do uh, pull pull out shots you know mm -hmm. faster as well and meet your deadlines and then grow as an artist as well so th those two sides left brain and right brain are really balancing kind of balancing working together yeah. yeah yeah i would like to i would like to say that um i notice um you know working with a lot of animators and i mean a lot of animators i notice a lot of animators that come with that technical knowledge um are they really grow fast as artistic animators because they can really get the results that are asked for and they also become um, even more independent you know they don't need to be followed as much or they, or you know have to review their shots and you know if you're working in in-game that's great you know sometimes you don't need that much uh, things that's technical I mean you could, they could create tools for us you know like the, the internal team the animation team but also it's like when they're working in cinematics that you know, that's just dealing with a final render that they can really deal with some of the, the complicated stuff really quickly than having to deal, you know, send it to a rigger to, you know, change or create a new rig. Uh, I just love having animators that have that that technical side, you know, the left brain and the right brain as as, as an artist. So I just think uh, having that creative tool is, is, is fantastic. Yeah. Coming in January, Jonah, uh, that's when you're going to be starting this workshop here. In your opinion, what what would make a good rigger, a technical artist? What are you shooting for as you, you know, have students at your disposal here now to to, to train and teach? What are you looking for that would make a good technical artist? Sure. Um, well, absolutely. Kind of the first thing you gotta will learn, and what most rigging students learn is is patience, right? <laughs> <laughs> certainly, rigging is kind of um, you know, where animating has an analog kind of. You know, before CG, there's been animators, but a CG rigger is kind of a new creature, right? There's uh -huh. not a lot of, um, there's not, you, so you can look to stop motion armatures and whatnot for influence, or, you know, um, back to, you know, older stop motion creatures. Um, but rigging doesn't have a lot of uh, background skills you can kind of, you know, acquire before you jump into it. So you have to have patience to kind of learn things that can be non-intuitive. Um, maybe, um, you know, when you're skinning a skin cluster, the results that you're getting aren't always intuitive, right? It doesn't always make sense what's going on. So riggers got to be patient, and then they've got to kind of be able to um, work backwards and kind of debug. You have to have to work through a process of debugging, see where each each piece of a rig, how they all work together um, to come out with a bigger picture. And then you also, obviously, one of the things I stress is if you're going to be doing, um, you know, a cinem you know, final render deformations on a character rig, you, you have to have the kind of the, an the anatomy skills, some of the life drawing, because if you get a good model, um, you know, you it's it's not the model that's going to go on to into the show. It's going to be your rig that finally gets seen, right? Your your rig needs to look as good when it's moving as it was, as it did when it was modeled originally. So a rigger can kind of screw up a really nice model with some really bad deformation. <laughs> so you have to have the artistic, so like we were talking about before. Um, yeah, and, and I kind of agree with Joan on this one because most of the really good riggers that I had to deal with as an, uh, always had, you know, an anatomy book pretty close by to really understand, you know, what muscle is putting on what bone to create with what kind of deformation. So this kind of knowledge becomes really, you know, critical when you once you want to get to a certain level of quality. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think also what makes a good uh, what I like in a good rigger is that he understands the needs of a production, regardless if it's yeah. commercial, film, or games. That he understands uh, the needs of the animators and the needs of you know the programmers and the needs of the production itself. And I think that's something that is really important when you're looking for uh, a good rigger or a technical artist. 
Yeah, and I, I would say someone that is a real team player is really important as well. Because um, you know, I, I mo I've been really fortunate most of the time. I dealt with really good riggers, but uh, on some production, I dealt with people that were just doing their amazing thing in their corner, and you know, you had no idea what they were working on for like a month or something like that. And then they would release the rig, and, and then you kind of play with it, and you're like, wow, that's uh, I don't even know where to start here, and it's really heavy, and I don't even have this feature can we at least have this and they would they would answer well you know we already uh, spent all the budget for this rig so you you have to work with what, what I you created. got uh... so being a team player and understand that in the end result you're creating a tool that the animator will be will use to create a performance uh, to be aware of the complete pipeline of the production is really really important yeah absolutely I mean uh... A rigger has to understand that his product that he's creating of the rig um, needs to flow downstream to all the other departments, and it's got to make it all the way to the end. So, um, you know, it, it, it's great if you you know if your rig is really cool and you can get it to do really cool stuff, but you have to you have to you know at some point let it go down the stream and make sure it works all the way down to the final render. Now, has most of your rigging been in feature, or have you done any video games as well? I haven't done games. I was all features and then uh, just recently doing commercials. But I am currently working on a project that I'll be exporting to the Unity game engine. Okay. So I have been looking at that stuff. And um, certainly for my for my other classes in which I'm teaching, I try to understand what each of the game engines kind of require from a character rig. Uh, some, some engines you can't use blend shapes and you can only use joints. or So... I have been researching some of that stuff, and certainly the the stuff I'm going out to Unity now has been very interesting. Very cool. Yeah. One of the things that um, I forget who I was actually talking to this about, and it's just I don't know if it's part of the industry that we're in, is that there's always this mindset of at least the people I've dealt with of learning, constantly trying to learn, and never feeling like you're satisfied. And that's kind of what I'm getting from you here right now. Is that you know you're having to kind of move beyond maybe your comfort zone in into a new arena, but it seems like from what, you know, you're kind of mentioning there, it's interesting, you know, you're, it's not something you're going, okay, I have to have to go do this now. It's, it's intriguing to you from what I'm gathering. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the industry is evolving constantly, obviously. Um, and you do have to kind of pick up new skills and you've got to be, kind of be open to new things. And I think if you just sit back and kind of, you know, um, depend on kind of an old set of tricks that you acquired, you know, you, you're going to find yourself slowing down and not being able to compete if you don't kind of stay on top of things. Yeah, it, it's crazy how rapidly it moves in our industry. And I think you just look at technology in general in our era, and it's evolving uh, incredibly rapidly in computers. And I'm just looking at, at how I was rigging uh, 10 years ago and how uh, some of our uh, riggers are rigging now. And, you know, it's night and day. They, they <laughs> develop so much tool to have a much faster uh, workflow, uh, different technique. Now there's much more scripting being used or Python. There's, you know, all, all kinds of stuff that makes their life, uh, you know, much, much, much easier actually to, to be able to, to have the same result and sometime much better than what we've been able to, to, to get as well. So always, this is a really cutting edge, um, uh, technology uh, industry. So mm -hmm. you, you have to keep up with that. Yeah. Like picking up those new skills, uh, personally is, is for me is, is the fun part, you know, being, uh, you know, pick up these skills, uh, being creative with it and, and knowing when to use it and how to use it. It's, it's really fun. And, and I just, I think, you know, when you're in it for industry so long that you have to enjoy that and, and realize that it's part of what you do. And, and, and it's also the fun part. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think it's, it's a good point that you, you touch up, Larry. I really see this as you know, re using a lot your left brain and your right brain. At some point, you're you're really creative, but at some point, you don't have any inspiration. And if you're able to go on something that is more technical, then you can be very effective at that for a certain amount of time, and then come back to the artistic side. So it's almost like an exercise of you know training both sides uh, of your brain. And actually, I, I know that when I started my first task in one of my first job to, to do some rigging, I was going, uh, you know, I wasn't really happy about it, but then I've been very surprised how I actually enjoyed it because it kind of, you know, 
uh, get me somewhere completely where different than what I was used to do. But that was really, I really enjoyed it actually, and I was really, I was the first one being surprised to enjoy doing <laughs> any other game. But, yeah, true story. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, uh, another pop quiz, Jonah. Sure. What are what is a favorite aspect of being a technical artist and what is your least favorite aspect of being a technical artist? <laughs> oh, good one. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, let's see. My favorite aspect of being a technical artist. Um, I was going to try to say something funny, but, <laughs> you know, to be all in all honesty, the, my favorite part is kind of really being able to dig really deeply into a topic um like like face rigging you know i essentially um i essentially worked on faces for almost five years straight <laughs> so <laughs> being able to you know that's also my least favorite aspect of being <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's it's i do i really enjoy being able to dig deep and get very involved um and you know kind of there's the craftsman aspect of it that I always really enjoy. You know, my father was a carpenter and um, creating a rig, even though it's abstract and it's virtual, you still are creating this kind of um, mm. tight little, little, I don't know, almost a machine, right? Right. It's almost like being a watchmaker or something. So that kind of cool. um, being able to, you know, play with gadgets, I, I'm really into that. Um, and then on, on the flip side of that, you know, having to just play with gadgets is my least favorite part of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I said before, I, I went to, um, I studied fine art in school and I always thought I was going to be an animator. So some of the more, obviously some of the more tedious aspects of character rigging, um, you know, I, well, it can be a drag. It's, it's just part of the bigger, it's a small piece of the bigger project. So, you know, I try to remember that when I'm painting skin clusters for, you know, you know, I, I think for, for my own experience and to, to, to pick up to, to what you said is that, you know, same thing as for animation and rigging, the fun part is creativity. When you have, you know, a new challenge and you have to come up with, you know, creative, make creative decision and build something. And, what I enjoyed the least, and it's exactly the same thing in animation, is repetition. Once something has already been created and now you just have to execute and to multiply this by the amount of character that you have and just, you know, be on the chain of production and do the same thing over and over and over. As for an animator and a rigger, for me, it's exactly the same thing. Creating is really inspiring, motivating, repeating the same pattern over and over it can be really tiring. Yeah. But that final pro that final outcome is always what kind of makes it worth it. Yeah, that payoff, that that shot on screen, sure. Okay, um, what would, in your opinion, make a good rig? So we've talked about, you know, what makes a good rigger. In your opinion, what makes a good rig? What are you sure. looking for? Um, well, you hear it over and over again, but you got to keep it simple, right? And I think the. Oh, yeah. Always the simplest and most elegant solution kind of um, tends to work best. So if if you know if you can accomplish a task in the fewest steps possible, that's probably the best way to accomplish the task, right? Like I said before, I worked on um, a, a facial rig uh, for Beowulf, right, at um, at Sony, and that was a very 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 complicated rig. And then um, I switched to digital domain, and we did a much, much, much simpler rig for the Curious Case of Benjamin Button. And I feel like, you know, that really showed me the power of just kind of, um, you know. Simplicity. Simplicity all the time. Cl clarity, simplicity, ease of use. And certainly, um, for an animator, um, playback speed, you know. Real time. Keeping it, oh, as, yeah. light, keeping it as light as possible. Hmm. Yeah, really, for sure. really key. Now, you having that animation background, do you feel like that kind of helps get you that, you know, I think I heard T. Wilson mention, you know, something like 80% of the way there, you know, uh, it, that helps you in your problem solving and without getting too complex. It, you, you, would you feel like yeah. that kind of helps keep you a little more simplified because you're, you know what the animator is looking for? Yeah, exactly. Like, um, um, 
David mentioned, there's a lot of really complicated rigs have tons of automated features and really cool bells and whistles um, that often, you know, as an animator, receiving those really cool complex rigs, I end up turning half that stuff off. (laughs) So as a, as a rigger, you know, I mean, I may focus on what's really important and get that in the rig first and then worry about the extras later, you know. Yeah, and I think to add to that, uh, another thing that is uh, that maybe sums up, but you, know, you you want your rig to be intuitive, which means that you know you you look at it and naturally say, oh, I think that this should be should be doing this, and this is exactly what it is doing. And this right. is some that, that's a big difference between something that is simple and easy to use. It's really intuitive, um, you know. And for me, that kind of reminds me a little bit like a you know a, a, an Apple product, um, you know. Uh, you know, it looks really simple uh, uh, on the outside, pretty intuitive where you look at stuff, but in the background, it's really complex, but you don't see it. It's there, but if you need it, it's there, but it doesn't get in the way. So it's just a matter of design at some point to be able to design something well that does everything you need, but that looks super simple, that is intuitive. And like Jonas said, that is fast as well. Because, you know, if you have a fast rig, well, you're going to be... Uh, fast to do your work as well. So, <laughs> you know the relation there is one for one. It's it's totally there. Right. What are you looking forward to um, maybe the most with teaching here at iAnimate? Um, well, you know, it's it, I'm very um, interested in you know being an animator. I want I want to find people artistic people, animators, who are also interested in tackling some of these complex technical problems um, in rigging. Um, it's a, you know, the riggers, the rigging is a small club at this point. It still is a kind of a small group of people that do it. So kind of anytime we can kind of grow that pool of riggers out there, I think it's good for everybody, good for the industry, you know, as a whole. Because um, certainly there's some really great riggers out there and there's some really um you know riggers that could use a little more you know time animating with their rigs or something you know so i think getting um you know nicer rigs out there and wider appeal and then getting more people interested in rigging is you know i'm really interested in teaching this first introduction class to try to get people really excited about it yeah, I'm I'm really on board with that because I've been in the process in the last few weeks to trying to find some good uh, technical artists for my own team, and honestly, I I couldn't imagine how actually hard it is to find those. There is yeah. not a lot, uh, and most of the time, really good riggers or technical artists, uh, you know, have pretty good position in, in in companies, and companies are willing to do what they need to do to keep them. As well, and it's been actually a, a, a surprise for me to, to see how uh, you know uh, rare species <laughs> good technical artists are. You rarely so, find an out of work rigger, right? <laughs> a good a good one, huh? Yeah, like I said, like when I'm looking, that's one of the first questions I often ask my animators, like, do they know rigging? Because I'm I find I'm looking for, like uh, a diamond in uh, what's the, the expression? Diamond in the rough. Yeah, I'm just looking for that gem that I can. I'm like, wow, I got this great stone. You know, I'm willing to invest in someone that already has that first step because I know they're going to really grow as, as an artist, regardless if they go full on rigging or, you know, animation or very technical artists. And, and you know, having that, and I, I totally agree with everyone, like it, it would be great if we get more of these and it would probably make my job easier when, when it comes to hiring <laughs> a technical artist. I would even say that during interview, it's almost like a tricky question because a lot of time, I went into a lot of interviews recently to kind of build my team. Uh, and, you know, a lot of time there's a little question hidden under, underneath the question of, do you have some technical background? Uh, it actually tells a lot about someone if he tells, yeah, I'm actually really interested in into rigging and, you know, knowing a lot about, uh, you know, everything that is around it or someone that tells, Oh no no! I'm I'm an animator. I don't touch the rigging. That actually says a lot about someone that is easy, willing to you know do the extra mile and understand everything that is around him, or is he just going to focus as, on what he's supposed to do and not do too much uh, around it? So you know sometimes we don't just ask the question to know if they do have the skills, but it's more are they interested to know more than just what 
they thought they would have to learn in the first place. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> I could say more about that. All right. I'm, I'm yeah, <laughs> interview's over. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're right. So this is where you're going to put the little music, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now we're going to see if we can squeeze a little bit more out of Joda here. Um, <laughs> what... Uh, do you feel like you get a good balance of what you're doing now as far as an animator and a rigger? You kind of those two passions? Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, like I said, working, I've been at MPCLA for the last year and um, it is, it's a smaller shop. So it's been really cool to, you know, maybe at a larger shop, you don't have the opportunity to kind of take, uh, take a model, rig it, animate it and pass it all the way through the show um you know it's it's been great to to be able to do both things and you know to rig my own rig then animate with it and pass it on so um at a larger shop you you, you may be just rigging or just animating obviously uh -huh. um and at a smaller shop yeah it's been great i've been using both sets of skills um and you know that's it's it's really rewarding to kind of see your work go all the way through that's one of the things I uh, heard T. Wilson mention on his um, guest lecture that we have in the vault was that that sense of ownership where you you you've touched it on more than just one level. Yeah, it's 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 often more rewarding than feeling like you're kind of just kind of a uh, you know past you know a small part in the in the pipeline. Yeah, I was going to say um, really quickly that in some of the smaller game divisions, I do a few rigs and and. And I had had them go all the way through the pipeline, and and as much as you know, it could be you know time consuming, or I might not have the patience because I have to deal with so many other things. But it is extremely rewarding knowing that you can do so much more than just you know bring a character on screen, and uh, you know, and again, it you know this makes uh, that person more valuable to the company and having that knowledge. So. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it actually gives more confidence to the artist as well to know that if there's a problem that comes, they're not dependent to other people's around, but they can actually fix their own things. So there's a, a not not only pride, but you know, confidence yeah. that comes with yeah, that knowledge as well. Yeah, yeah, that confidence. I mean, like if I have to debug something, you know, I'll just go in and strip strip away things, and and if I just need to, just because I have to get a shot out, you know, either as far as cinematic, I just need to get it out. I can strip it down and get it out right away and deal with it later when I do have time. And, you know, I mean, to me, it's just so practical having that that experience. Mm -hmm. yeah. So what are some of your uh, outside of maybe CG or maybe some of that, you know, some of your other passions? Yeah, I noticed that a lot of these guys within of our instructors are, uh, musicians or, you know, we have, we have actually a couple that do martial arts. So th is there anything that's, you know, you enjoy outside of that? I, I wish I could play music, you know, <laughs> being a visual, I've been a visual person kind of since the beginning. And, you know, it's unfortunately for me, it was one or the other, uh -huh. but I love music. I love, you know, being in LA, I go out to, sh I've been able to go out to and see almost every band I've ever wanted to see. So I love seeing music. Um, I did do martial arts for many years. Um, Very cool. <laughs> I I I am I oil paint and I also love to ride motorcycles. I guess are my two other passions. Very cool. Yeah. Now, okay, let me ask you this then: uh, How has your martial arts helped you in in the CG realm? Well, I it was it's awesome. I mean, I start I first started when I was eleven, and to just kind of be to learn the way your body works. Uh -huh. um, from the very beginning, you know, that's almost like it's, it's been such a big part of animating, you know, certainly I, I started with martial arts as a kid, learned the way my body worked. Then I moved on to um, figure drawing and figure painting in school. And you learn about the muscles and the way, you know, for, the way they formally all fit together. And I think all of that stuff, anything you can kind of learn in the real world mm -hmm. is you can apply it to your animating skills, right? Yeah. We, yeah, I was actually, you know, animation is really a recreation uh, uh, of life, or it's you know actually right. an inter interpretation uh, of life itself. So you know, uh, pretty much any passion that you have outside of work at some point or another will fill you with inspiration or motivation in your work. So this is, I think, this is one of the many reasons why you know our industry and animation is 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 a very um, we're very very passionate about it. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I was actually in class with uh, Ted T where one of our students was not going to be able to make the class because he was going to be able to go to a concert. And uh, Ted was great for it. He was like, absolutely. He goes, just your experience there will somehow affect how you animate a shot later on, you know? And so some things that can kind of seem so separate from one another in reality, they are so beneficial. Like you're talking about when regards to martial arts, just um, understanding weight and balance and how, you know, your hips have to move and things of that nature overlap and follow through, you know, uh, with a punch or a kick or something, you know, plays into, you know, effect when you start animating or even like you're saying, rigging, knowing how the hips have to work. And right. It's all about observation. I mean, when you train your eyes to observe what is going on around you and really concentrate and observe, this is something that's going to help you in your animation and it's going to help uh, in rigging as well. Because, you know, this is kind of a, a skills uh, that's going to help you with all this area of, of creation. Right. Absolutely. So any uh, side projects you do or no time? <laughs> side projects. I am. Um, you know, I've... I've I've just kind of switched roles. I left MPC LA and I've um, actually been hired on as an artist in residence at Nomen. Okay, very cool. Um, Where you learned? Next, yeah, for the next uh, couple of semesters at least. And um, I'm going to be able to um, direct a uh, short. Oh, very cool. Right on. Awesome. awesome. So, yep, I'm going to absolutely be focusing on a, on a kind of a side project. Very cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Well, that kind of gives us a little segue here. Um, one of the things that was kind of running through my mind here uh, earlier today is just the uh, vibe and feel within iAnimate that it very much has become a uh, mini studio to a certain degree. Uh, just the vibe. We have a lot of actually a lot of students who uh, are professionals who kind of come in and want to polish up on their skills. And it's kind of definitely raised the bar, but I don't know if you recently saw that we released a um, our first Team webisode. Ultimate. Yeah, yeah, Team Ultimate. I loved it. I loved it. it was, <laughs> webisode, awesome. you know? Yeah. And uh, we've been able to use a lot of the rigs. Um, Legion has been recently introduced into our character rigs there, and that was rigged by one of our instructors. Uh, was it Daniel? Yeah. Daniel. Well, uh, Daniel did most of the rig, and then there's been a few tweaks by uh, Kevin Rucker. So it's been a, you know, a collaboration. Right. And so it, you kind of just mentioned what you're doing over there has very much been a part of what we've been it's been neat just to see that organic transition into that where we're using characters and rigs that some of either our students or like this here, our instructors have worked on to now be able to kind of put into a small production. And it's very much given that kind of studio, uh, small studio feel. Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, anytime you get a bunch of creative people in one space together, that, you know, explosions of creativity are going to kind of start popping up all over the place in unexpected mm -hmm. places. Yeah, right. and I really see it more like a, a community of artists than a the, than a studio, because you know a studio has you know a certain product that is has to release at some point for a client or whatever. When it's a community, you know, there's no no one is obligated to do anything. But if someone has a good idea, uh, and you know. Um, even if the end result is not a com commercial product, mm -hmm. uh, we all do this to have fun. We all do this because we're passionate about what we're doing, because you know we want to do side project on the side, mm -hmm. uh, and we, we want to develop our skills at the same time, and we want to meet other artists that might give us you know great knowledge or opportunity to work somewhere else. So it's really all this momentum that is building, and now you start to see. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the uh, the, the the short uh, from that uh, Andrew. Atbury uh, as being yeah, director yeah. of City, and I mean, I, I look at this, and this is for me definitely something that should go in, you know, animation festival, and you know, it's it's just amazing. And again, it's just someone that has a great idea that say, you know what, I always wanted to do a short. Now is the time. Let's do it. Like uh, many different uh, students, and mostly from IMA, but uh, others that got around it, and that just make it happen. And at some point, you have a, a final result, and everyone is really proud of it. And you know, it, it's pretty impressive when you have this community of artists with all the art, you know, the inspiration that is just boiling, and you have all this result. Uh, it's it's great. Yeah, that's what's been neat, uh, seeing just the addition of the divisions within the games division now, and then, like I said, the rigging here as well. Is it, It's not just something, like I said, we've added on to just because. There's been definitely a, a reasoning behind this, and mm -hmm. it's just been neat to see how it has, like you said, brought more diverse skill sets together to be able to produce a lot of the stuff that we're doing now. 
Yeah, right. it's just expanding the artistic universe that right. we already, you know, built with the the, 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 the first feature in Division. And now we just have more option. And, you know, it's uh, really interesting to, 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 to begin to see, you know, collaboration between different the, the Division and everything that is slowly boiling that will maybe, you know, emerge one year from now uh, at some point. But right. This is definitely a very exciting and dynamic time right now. Very cool. So what's one of your um, favorite rigs that you've done, Jonah? Well, <laughs> certainly, I mean, I, working on something like the Curious Case of Benjamin Button was um, was really exciting. And it was, you know, it was one of those rare times where you get to work um, in visual effects kind of without the whole Michael Bay influence. Um, <laughs> you know, it's kind of, to be able to do something with some subtlety and um, kind of a really high aesthetic like that was was it was certainly really rewarding working on that and seeing it all work out the way it did i think working for someone like david fincher or working for someone like michael bees might be a different experience yeah. you know <laughs> whatever your your taste might be uh-huh. i'm pretty sure it's a different experience yeah work, working for david fincher was really a special experience you know and just seeing him in dailies every day and the way he contributes the way he understands visual effects and what he brings to the whole process is really pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. And again, just to make a link with what we talked before, for me, someone like David Fincher or uh, even someone like um, uh, Jim Cameron, those are people that have, you know, artist, good artist, uh, artist, artistic taste, but have a very strong technical understanding of pretty much everything that is going on around them. And when you have the combination of those two, I mean, sky's the limit in terms of, you know, the group of people you can surround yourself with and the project that you can tackle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well said. Yeah. Anything else you want to add to that, Jonah, while we got you on here? We do uh, definitely just, appreciate your I time. I just want to say that I am really excited to kind of create this um, introduction to rigging class for iAnimate. And um, I hope I can, like I said, hope I can build some enthusiasm for learning the technical aspects of animation. And uh, I look, you know, I'm, I'm excited to be in a cool team who's a cool group of people who are working on cool stuff. Um, and I'm excited to see where it goes. Well, Jonah, we do very much appreciate your time and, and definitely looking forward to working with you on this. It's, in, it's been a really neat and unique group to, to work with. Uh, we're a very tight knit group and, um, you know, just the way the community has evolved as well to, want to create this further and, and to use push this art form here so it's been a lot of fun and we're looking forward to seeing what you bring to the table too great well thank you guys for the opportunity all right yeah. thanks again thanks, for your Jonah. time all right thanks john i really <laughs> enjoy that aspect of it though the fact that we're able to um kind of again bridging multiple disciplines you know so that was a neat interview and we do appreciate jonah's time here uh, let's talk a little bit about some of the things that we've just finished up here, like CTN, as well as some of the stuff we've got cooking in the pipeline here. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, CTN was a great event. Uh, you know, uh, we had a lot of our instructors that were present and, you know, either giving panels or on floor meeting students. Uh, I just want to say thank you to those guys who were there. Um you know, we did our first game panel. That was also a great success. You know, uh, that was a big step for, you know, for the industry to be able to, you know, CDN is mostly about feature film and, and TV series, but having some game uh, panels there this year was great. Um, Blizzard was there also, so that was fantastic. And then we wanted to give back to the community. We decided that we're going to do a special online event for, for our followers. You know, anyone who's listening to the podcast or anyone who sees our, you know, who's on our Facebook and newsletter, we just wanted to do something really special and just try to do it, give back, you know, for those also who couldn't make it. So, right. So, so basically to back this up, we had at CTN, uh, Richard, uh, Rick, uh, that's not two people there. That's just one. <laughs> Sorry, let's, let's confuse the audience. Yes. <laughs> Richard and Rick. I'm the, I am the same person. That's right. He's got split personality. Um, <laughs> we had Rick there, Jamal Bradley, David Lamb, and Cameron Fielding. Yeah. Did a panel there called Bringing Games to Life. There was probably some people who weren't able to make CTN in general or maybe even make the um, – the lecture there. And so one of the things that we decided to do was to kind of be able to bring this to the world and do an online live event um, with Rick and some of the other guys as well to kind of bring that up to speed there. 
Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, you know, we really wanted to really, uh, you know, showcase, you know, why we, uh, you know, the things we need to do for games and why and why we do it, and also the importance of of game development and 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 the difference. You know, there is a huge difference, you know, between you know commercial feature and games, and and we wanted to bring this uh, experience and this knowledge and uh, to to the audience and to to students, uh, you know, who are there or you know people in the professional field that are curious about games. I can add to that, Rick, that right now it's a pretty exciting time in uh, in gaming. And, you know, I think that a lot of people might be wondering why, you know, people like uh, uh, me and Cameron Fielding, for instance, have been in uh, DreamWorks for many years, and we recently jumped to the, you know, the gaming industry. And for some people that might be like, you really left DreamWorks for the gaming industry? I mean, <laughs> what, what's up with that? So just a little bit to be able to, um, you know, talk uh, about what is going on right now and why it's a very uh, exciting time. Most people in the gaming industry know exactly what I'm talking about right now. A lot of people that are, uh, you know, only focus on feature animation might not really get it. So that might be an occasion for us to say, well, this is why we think it's an exciting time and why we're passionate about it and why we decided to make the move there. So. That kind of reminds us, uh, one of these times, maybe even before you jump into uh, a podcast with us in regards to your project, love to have you on, maybe even exactly why uh, you wanted to make some of that transition there. So, um, But this event here will be December 8th, is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. December 8th, um, 9 a.m., uh, that's the time where we'll, PST. we'll be yeah, at Pacific time. Um, we have uh, a bunch of instructors that will, will be there, but uh, namely we'll have... If everything works right, uh, Richard Lico, uh, Brett Pascal, who's also uh, an instructor, will be doing um, workshop three, um, Cameron Fielding, um, and myself, and, and David Jubar will we'll be all there, uh, you know, just, just answering questions, you know, talking about, about, you know, the difference between games and films, and, you know, and I'll, again, like I said, answering questions, any, any questions they might have about the field, about our program, or about the instructors, you know, we, we want to give this time to, 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 our, to our followers. And so uh, jump on the website, jump on Facebook, and you'll be able to see where you can sign up for that event. And if you're not able to make it, maybe uh, time-wise or the slots are full, we are going to have the recording up online. So Yeah, I just want to say that, uh, I'll be honest with everyone, <laughs> the spots are, are pretty much, uh, it's re- <laughs> it filled up really fast. I was really, uh, I was uh, excited to know That's that good, yeah. people are really, really interested and they want to know more. And, and again, this is open to to everyone and anyone that wants to you know participate so i encourage you if you can make it you know try to get in and if if you can't we're sorry you know we'll do our best to get as many people in into the to the to the panel now uh rick i know that was your first time at ctn david uh was that your first time at ctn as well yeah that was my first time as well what'd you think of it um i was actually amazed by the, the 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 talent that's been in one place on one floor, and uh, I, I didn't really know what to to expect. You know, if uh, you know, like a, a conference about our anime animation festival or, or, or whatever. Uh, but to to see um, all those studios being there and all the artists being there and just have this very creative community and everybody and it, you know, it's also. A pretty small uh, community as well. You, you walk in there, and the amount of people that I randomly met that I knew either from a school or from a studio or someone that knew someone and another <laughs> one, it's or just people that I heard of and they heard of me, and we just finally met and being able to. Uh, so I was, yeah, if there was two things, I would say I was, it reminded me how small the industry is, uh, even though it seems like it's enormous. And just the, you know, the talent, just all the demo there, the amazing uh, artists that were either drawing or animating live, all the presentation and all of that. Um, I felt it was very well organized and I've been really surprised as well uh, with, uh, you know, the amount of people that was Mm -hmm. actually there. Honestly, you would get there after 11 in the morning, you would have a hard time finding parking (laughs) uh, around it. So it's been a great surprise, the the, the success of of that event and I was really uh, 
surprised and happy about it. And I think it really shows how uh, healthy our industry is right now to, to, to see that something just like animation is able to gather you know, so much that many people coming yeah. from everywhere in Europe, North America, and you know, even, even Asia. So yeah, yeah that, that was, I was very happily surprised by it. Yeah, I was going to say, um, personally, this was my second uh, time at CTM. My first time was last year. I just right. went, um, you know, this, um, you know, was talking to Jason. We're talking about the, the game programs and, and Dave, of, uh, of course. And this being the second time, I was like, I, I enjoyed it so much the first time. I wanted I wanted us to do something uh, for CTN. So, you know, I was very happy that we got a lot of instructors uh, to be participate and, and you know, bring something uh, to, to the community and really give back. And, and, just, and I enjoyed it that much. So I was like, you know what, we're going to do something for CTN. And that's why, you know, we, we had, uh, you know, some of these panels. So, right. uh, you know, CTN is such a great, great event. It's so personal. I think yeah. that's a, a key word that I enjoy is, and I love being personal with, with you know, our our students or anyone that we work with. It it was it was a it was a blast. We're so many you know concept artists, designers. Um, you know, just, it was just honestly, it was it was it was a blast, and, and I, I already look forward uh, to next year. Very cool. Yeah, and I really see it as a uh, the best you know occasion because you know uh, although we're always online and you know I think it's amazing because you're able to connect you know students from uh, Thailand with an amazing animator from you know Bungie or, or whatever, uh, but but still to once a year to be able to meet your students and Absolutely. have this connection and you can you know they, they bring their iPad and they show you their latest animation and you do a critic on the spot and you just <laughs> see the the spark in the, the in the eyes. Of inspiration and when I personally came back uh, after you know many years of experience and, and many production I was really inspired to just create something whatever so I was like well I can imagine the students right now that have been able to meet Glenn Keane and meet their instructor and get live reviews by animators from you know DreamWorks or Disney or whatever uh, you know I think it's just a great occasion to all get together and meet and chat and you know have this kind of close and personal uh, encounter. Absolutely. Yeah, one of the things that's been really neat with iAnimate and, and it being online is how broad it's allowed us to interact with a lot of other people all over the world. But there is something neat about being able to, like you said, gather, whether it be just even once a year, to be able to see face-to-face -face these people who literally travel. I mean, there's people from uh, Canada or, or rest around uh, the U.S. who come out and make that show. And so to get to see them face to face now, it is definitely a, a neat thing there. And I think personal, I think that's a, a good key word for that show. Yeah, yeah. You, you never meet them in person, but it's almost like you 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 know them because you work with them for fourteen weeks or whatever, and you know you kind of struggle together and you find solution together. And sometimes you didn't have solutions together, and you know you went into <laughs> this process of any artistic process, which is you know a lot of. Um, you know, uh, hard work and frustration to finally get something that is really satisfying that you're proud of. So, you know, this it's really like a, a, a emotional coaster ride and the yeah. journey that you go through with them and to finally being able to, you know, talk about it in person. It's a, as a very satisfying moment with, with, with yeah. uh, most yeah. of my ex-students there. Yeah, I mean, that also, I would like to say, I like also congratulating the students in person. Like, you know what? That shot was, I just, you know, I, I just, I just like, I want to give them a hug. I mean, yeah. You look too close, but, you know, just shaking their hands and saying, man, you did a great job. Honestly, I know I wrote in an email or, or we or we talked on, on, on Adobe, but I wanted to say in person, congratulations. Yeah. You, I seen you grow as, as an artist and, and, you know, we often say the sky's the limit. No, I mean seriously, the sky's the limit. If you you've grown this much in in, in in your work, your first workshop or in your second workshop, I can only imagine you know five years from now and mm -hmm. ten years from now. So right. just to say congratulations to them in person is is, is you know is a privilege. You know, I think mo the the reason why most of us are actually doing doing this is to after many years of having you know mentors and have uh, people influencing our work and giving us tips and tricks and all that. We want to share and continue to you know. Uh, for, um, you know, close the, the cycle of, you know, receiving and then sharing again. So when you meet uh, students that one year after you actually 
uh, they were actually in your class to for, for them to come and being so proud to tell you that they've just been hired by Sony or real effects or Disney You're like wow and they tell you you know I remember some of the tricks that you gave me and I know it really made a difference in my animation and and the recruiters really told me that this animation made the difference and this is why I got hired and I want to thank you so much. Uh, it's a very, very satisfying moment for an instructor when uh, ex-students come and say, you know what, you really made a difference uh, in my life on a professional and personal level as well, because obviously having a job offer like those is changing where you're going to live, uh, <laughs> yeah. who you're going to hang out with and, and everything. So, Absolutely. You know, it was very special. All right. Well, um, I know... DreamWorks has just recently released Rise of the Guardians. I'm going to actually check it out this weekend. Rick, you mentioned that you had a chance to check it out uh, without yes. giving away too much. We don't want to give away too much. Okay, uh, I'll try you, not to. Yeah, what'd you think of it? I really enjoyed it. I think it, it was a, a, a great movie. It was um, it was a, a great family movie. I went. I, I brought my family uh, to go see the movie. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, uh, you know, the uh, the characters are. Was trying. I don't want to give too much, but the the style of animation there was it was a, it was like another it was like another level or or another facet of, of of DreamWorks and how they did the animation. They had a different feel to it, and it was really appealing. I really enjoyed it a lot, awesome. and and then the characters were were very um I don't know what the right word would be, but it um you know real is a nice word, but they felt. It felt some, there was something that you, you, you related to them differently as you would from like a, a other a CG movies that, that has been done. So I enjoyed it a lot. I can just add to that for having work. I didn't work on Guardians. I was working at Cruise at the time, but I was surrounded, you know, uh, by people that were working on Guardians. And just the amount of work that has been that went uh, for the uh, character de development uh, is pretty impressive. So I'm, uh, I haven't seen the movie yet. I'm going to go see it pretty soon. Uh, but I'm pretty sure this is part of what Rick was talking about, the character development to have very unique personality and really connect with the audience, with the acting. There's so much work that went uh, into that for that specific movie that um, I can't wait to, to go and see it. Awesome. Well, that kind of gives me our segue here for our future podcasts. We, um, one of the reasons why we started these podcasts was to be able to kind of get out that communication. We just, we feel like, you know, there's a lot of great, uh, animation podcasts out there, but one of the things that I thought was going to make ours unique was just all that we have kind of going on here. <laughs> you know, uh, we've have a, a great pool of talent that we can, uh, pull from, uh, David alone was kind of talking about to me. He's like, Hey, when you got, you know, when you start running out, I've got about a hundred names on a list here that I can get to you, you know? And, uh, once I had sent yeah. out, um, an email to our instructors about what we were doing, I had instant replies back saying, Oh man, I'd love to be able to do that. And so, uh, because of our connections and things of that nature, we were able to get, uh, three of our instructors who worked on rise of the guardians and we'll be doing podcasts with them over the next couple of weeks that we'll be getting out here too. So, uh, That's we'll great. have, uh, Alexis, how do you pronounce his last name, David? Wanneroy, but uh, yeah, that's actually the you know Amer American way. Okay, well, come on, it. you're you're in up in Canada with a uh, French Canadian. Give us the the French. Alexis Wanneroy. Okay, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I can get Hubarian. That's about it. So, yeah. th th uh, thank you for not putting me on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Rick. I forgot. Now. Rick. No, no, no. Uh, my French is not as 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 good. You know, I have more of that. As accurate. <laughs> It's not as accurate. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I just learned at CTN, though, that Rick uh, was up in Canada. I forgot about that, and he speaks French. So, yeah, I, I, I'll have to put you on the spot next time. <laughs> <laughs> no, please don't. <laughs> so we have Alexis, right? Yeah. Okay, and then we'll have uh, uh, Tal Schwartzman. Jacob. Oh, sorry. And then, yeah, and then Jacob Gardner as well. So, And one of the, the unique things about this, too, is not only does it allow our audience to be able to kind of get a sneak peek at some of the artists here, but to get, kind of get to know our instructors as well. One of the things that's I think makes us unique here at iAnimate is the ability to uh, pick your instructors based upon availability. You know, it's kind of a first come first serve uh, situation there, but you're able to pick your instructor based upon, you know, word of mouth or even time frame that works best for you. Um, but this is a neat opportunity to kind of get to know some of our instructors that you may end up having or, or taking later on another uh, yeah. workshop. So. And another way to kind of choose your student, uh, your, your instructor is, you know, all of the instructor or most of them have their demo reel uh, uh, online. And 
Yeah, and although they all have, you know, great reels, we all have our own style, we all have our own taste, and this is something that really shows in the reel. So if you're someone that wants to go for 100% really cartoony stuff, or someone that wants to base more your animation on a reference, and that's something that is maybe a little more realistic, you can decide based on, you know, demo reels a little bit how you want to aim and which instructor you, 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 you can choose. Absolutely. Or the type of project even that the instructors have worked on, you know, sometimes we have, uh, you know, instructors that work in the VFX and then they go into CG or, you know, in games or, you know, back and forth, you know, yeah. so I think that's a, that's a great, you know, a great option to know the type of instructor you're picking. So Right. And one of the other podcasts I'm going to try to get within the next couple of weeks as well is... One of the things I think that makes us unique as well is that we have a lot of students who are professionals who are coming in and wanting to continue in their education, so to speak. And so I'm going to try to see if we can pull in some of our students who who are currently learning at iAnimate but also working in the industry. So just a unique perspective for our podcast here. Yeah, that's um, great. Anything that's else, great. fellas? Um, yeah, I mean, I would like to remind everyone, you know, to, to join our newsletter and and uh, you know, check out our Facebook. Uh, you know, we're we put a lot of stuff um, you know on our Facebook uh, every day. You know, new videos of you know students' work, or or even you know we do interviews with with instructors or with other professionals. And there's a lot of there's a lot of material that's that's there. And you know, I, I just want to encourage everyone to say just go at it and, and check check us out. And, and yeah. of course, you know, just go on a newsletter if you want to keep up to date with what's going on with, you know, what podcast we're going to be doing next or, you know, what event we might be at. Or if, you know, if we're in Montreal or Toronto or in Vancouver and we're doing, you know, just a, a quick get together, you know, just, just, you know, stay, you know, just keep yourself informed. There's and, a uh, lot of very great artists and working on a, a lot of cool stuff. And if you want to have a, a glimpse uh, of it, I think the Facebook page is a pretty good uh, a way to just, you know, get introduced of a little bit of what is going on and then go on the website to kind of have more information about all the workshop and stuff. All right, fellas, we'll close this out here. Again, we'd like to thank Jonah Austin, our future uh, January workshop rigging instructor. We are open enrollment right now for that block. Thank you very much, Dave, for your time. I know it's late there and uh, Rick, yours as well. <laughs> thanks thanks guys thanks for bringing it in your your beautiful voice to the podcast world around <laughs> even even under the weather <laughs> even under the weather still deliver fantastic all right with that we are out fellas thank you very much